Welcome to Manage This, the podcast by project managers for project managers. Every other week, we meet in an effort to get to the heart of what matters to you as a professional project manager. We do that by talking with some of the leaders in the field, sharing their successes and sometimes their failures, and we dig deep to find out what motivates them to be at their best. I'm your host, Nick Walker, and with me are two guys who are always at their best, Andy Crow and Bill Yates. (laughs) Andy, our guest in the studio today, will be familiar to football fans, but uh, he's actually moved on to a different field. Yeah, and we've got a lot of energy in this small podcast studio today, though. So we're kind of bursting at the seams. It's gonna be, it's a good thing. But you know, it's not every day we can refer to a former NFL star as Dr. Ah, that's what I'm told. Yeah, that's but told. Dr. Tommy Jackson was a defensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons and the Kansas City Chiefs. He now serves as the Director of Advising for University College at Kennesaw State University. Jackson holds five university degrees. Count them. A Master of Business Administration, Master of Public Administration, Bachelor of Arts in Public Administration, a Master of Education, and a Doctorate in Philosophy and Adult Education with Higher Education Administration. A lot of shines, right? Yes. Yeah. That's a long yes. business card, my friend. It's typical for a football player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why you just put TJ on the card. It makes it so much easier. Well, you know, as a student at Auburn University, Dr. Jackson received an all-SEC honor, both in football and in academics. As a television sports analyst, he's been nominated for an Emmy Award. And in between his work in education, he was also the program director for the at-risk student program within the city school system in Opelika, Alabama, his hometown. Dr. Tommy Jackson, it's a pleasure to have you with us here on Manage This. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Truly, truly. You have a stellar career in football, both at Auburn University and for two NFL teams. And in that career, you developed, uh, should I say, a reputation for destroying your opponents <laughs> on the field. But also you have a, a passion for building people up and, yeah. and helping them succeed in life. How, how do you sort of reconcile those two extremes? You know, it, because it's, it's very funny. You have to basically have the same mentality for both whether you know that or not, huh, right? Uh-huh. And people are like, wait, what do you mean? I don't know, I'm going to explain it. <laughs> no, um, working with people is, is something that takes it takes a lot of – it takes having a passion for it. Mm. And, and that's something I've always had. Um, whether it was playing football, whether it was working with students, you have to have a great passion for it. Because in order for you to be successful at anything, you have to have a high degree of passion and you have to have a high degree of education. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean degrees from that standpoint, but it's right. like having an understanding of what you're doing. Um, that's what really, that was that's what buys your credibility. People are able to say, ah, he's done it. Mm-hmm. He'll do it. And these are just things I've done over life. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoy football that way. I was always in the classroom. I was always, you know, looking at video. I was always studying my opponent. And it's the same thing you do when you work at a university or if you work uh, in the private sector. You're going to study. You're going to study your opponents. You're going to study everything you do. So, yeah. Can we call you Tommy? Yes. Okay, I'm Dr. Jackson, Tommy. Uh, I'm Tommy. <laughs> one of the things that uh, when I think about the role that you played, you focused on as a young man, right. both uh, you know, in your football career, you were the obstacle, right? You were the, the pain inflictor. You were the tip of the spear. <laughs> you were in the role of a defensive tackle or a yes. nose guard. Yes. So you were a disruptor. And have to be. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny that when I think about the experiences that you've had there, 
you can relate to a project manager because many times Absolutely. project managers are trying to figure out how to manage that type of behavior. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I want to hear what experience you have as uh, having been an obstacle for PMs who maybe have obstacles now on their team that they're trying to deal with. You know, it's it's amazing. I think about the role of being a defensive tackle, right? So what people don't understand about linemen is this. Linemen truly lead by getting rid of obstacles or removing things for people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I may have been an obstacle for my opposition, right. but for my team, oh, man, I'm the guy that removes those obstacles, man. That's mm-hmm. And that's the way you have to approach things. So mm-hmm. I, I would just think about this from a football standpoint. So for linebackers, linebackers always need a defensive tackle to basically cause disruption, jam mm-hmm. those offensive linemen, remove people from them so they can make plays. Right. Mm. It's the same thing in a project manager. Think about it. What are we here to do? We're here to remove those obstacles. We're here to make life easier for our team, because ultimately, Mm. by being the leader, you're basically serving. That's what you're here to do. Right. Right. And so for linemen, you know, that's really what we do. We, We lead by serving. It's true servant leadership. You know, Tommy, one of the things that we do, we have a a weekly stand-up meeting here. A lot of organizations do daily stand-up meetings, but in that stand-up meeting, everybody gets around and we talk about three things. What did you do since our last meeting? What what have you got planned for your next uh, um, work period? And what obstacles are you encountering? Mm, And we're really interested in... Uh, in that aspect, because then the project manager or the coach uh, mm-hmm. on the team can get out there and try and remove as many obstacles as they can. So it's similar to that role that you played. It's interesting. Oh, wow. I just real quickly, I'm curious, <laughs> when you're studying tapes, right. what are two or three things that you look for that you're watching in your opponent? What are you What are you looking at? What are you trying to identify? Wow. So I'm glad you said that. That's so amazing. I was about to go into that. because <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you look for tendencies one because mm-hmm. tendencies are so important right and that's in any industry that's mm-hmm. in sports that's in the private sector that's if you're working in marketing it's anywhere financial the financial services industry it does not matter you look for tendencies because when you understand a tendency you can see where things are moving to where things are going i remember hearing wayne Griska say it's not the guy who follows the puck but it's right. about where the puck is going you skate right. where that's it's what those be. tendencies help you do they help you figure out how to not follow but how to get ahead case in point like in football if you saw a guy that everybody tells this one like oh he has white knuckles you know he's coming off the ball hmm. Actually, people heard about that, so people start faking that out. So you would get, you know, you sit back. It's all like, oh, let me get ready. No, people like to show, show certain things, right, in order for you to kind of fall into it so that they can basically get one up on you, right? But it's about being smart enough to understand how some of those tendencies, they do work for you. But you're also smart enough to see, one, where the, where the industry is going, and two, what are you going to do once you get where you're going? Um it's amazing in football because people don't realize how technical it is. Right. But it's just like the business world. Like for instance, if I know for if I know for a fact that I have a, a performer on my team mm. and there are certain things that they're not great at, right? Why would I put that person in that position to continue to right. fail over and over and over again? Right. That's bad coaching on me and that's right. been a bad teammate mm-hmm. for me, right? right? So what do you do when you have those people who are amazing performers and you know that putting them in this position every time, for instance, I have a guy who likes to rush off the edge. He's a great pass rusher. He's probably not going to play the run well. So mm-hmm. guess what? If I got guys who do things really well, keep them in that place. Keep encouraging them and they're going to help you win. Every time. I like that. Every time. You know, thinking back to another great sports figure, Muhammad Ali, that was the thing that he would do that was so confusing. He would... Uh, he would get people assuming he was going to do a certain thing, and then his motions would confuse That's his right. opponent mm-hmm. to no end. And yeah. his, his footwork and his handwork, <laughs> you wouldn't know what he was going to do next, yeah. so he kept people off balance that mm-hmm. way. 
uh, we, we've had a few team members do that from time to time. Keep us <laughs> off balance. We don't know what they're going to do next. Play a rope dope. Yeah. No, remember, we're dealing with people. And, 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 and yeah. that's what I think people must realize when, when managing. As long as people are involved, you're going to have those very tricky situations. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, this person's wrong, this person's right, this is bad, this is wrong. No, no, no. What, what happens is you just have to understand your opponent sometimes. And I'm not saying that your team is your opponent, but no, understand what's going on out there and how that affects your team, mm-hmm. how you're going to study for that, you know, study for your opponent, and that's going to help your team win. That's mm-hmm. really what you're here to do. You're here to put your team in the best position possible to go out and perform at their absolute best. And that mm-hmm. means being aware of what's going on. Yeah, there's – one of the things that you said as a defensive lineman, one of your roles was to free up your linebackers. That's right. Because they tend to have the most tackles on the team. Absolutely. So then they're kind of the stars, right? They're the, the defensive stars. They're the ones that get more, more of the press. Mm-hmm. You know, after the games, that's where the reporters go. They that's want right. to talk to them. How do you how do you reconcile that, especially when you were at the NFL mm-hmm. level? That way, all of you guys are superstars. So how do you accept the role of okay? I'm okay with this role on my team. That's right. That's You know, that's a great question. And here's the funny part about it. When you are mature in your thinking, mm-hmm. right, you realize that everybody has a role to play. Right. And that's the thing about teams. It's about loving your role and understanding how that helps the ultimate goal, mm-hmm. right? So for a project manager, understand that you're not going to be able to play every role on your team and be okay with that. Mm. And and not only be okay with that, perfect your role. Like for me, the reason why I was good at playing defensive tackle is because I enjoy, I took great pride in destroying offensive linemen. I took great pride (laughs) in that. (laughs) I took great pride in that. And so, you know, I laugh because my Mike linebacker, he actually currently coaches for Auburn University. Now he coaches the linebackers, but uh, he weighed about 205 pounds. And at the time I weighed 305 pounds. 100-pound difference, right? (laughs) Why would I let another 300-pounder press my guy? I wouldn't do that. I took great pride in forcing or or putting, basically imposing my will on those individuals Mm -hmm. to let this guy go win. Because I knew by him winning, it was ultimately going to free me up too. Mm-hmm. So so what I think people must do, especially project managers, is realize that everybody has their role. And if we love the role we play, wow, man, look how well we'll do as a team. We'll mm-hmm. do great things together. Mm-hmm. So don't uh, don't lament for when, you know, you're not getting the praise or yeah. angry about the things in which, you're, you know, that aren't happening for you. But know that it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. And everybody get their praise. Mm-hmm. They will. Because the team wins. The team wins. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, if we all got the win, guess what? Right. Everybody got praise. Yeah. How do you instill that though in uh, the rest of your team members in a project management situation? You know, I I just really love your exuberancy. You know, <laughs> in, in this. But but how do you translate that? How do you how do you you know plant that in others? So the good part about I would say is having a high EQ. We always talk about IQ, but EQ is so important. Here's why. You're going to get a feel for your team. You're going to get a feel for those people who may need a little more encouragement, for those people who don't want to be encouraged, who literally say, let me put my nose down and do my job. Don't you bother me, right? (laughs) And if you know that that's the kind of person that you're dealing with, allow that. So mm-hmm. where you, first of all, it's about being in a place where you understand who you're dealing with and be okay to manage people differently because no not all people should be managed the same. That doesn't make sense, right? So mm-hmm. once, once you have a high EQ, understanding who you're managing, and then when you allow that person to grow and flour, flourish within themselves, they're going to trust you. They're going to trust your lead. So if they see me exemplifying those things in which I'm asking them to do, mm-hmm. guess what? They're going to do it too. And the reason why is because they say, hey, he'll do it. 
All right. Yeah. Since he'll do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing about being a lineman that I love because about being a lineman, people could talk about or say whatever they want to. We bang every play. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about being a project manager. You yes. have to bang every play. It's true. You have you to. Mm-hmm. So there's a there there's a concept that's come up and come into prominence over the last couple of decades called agile project management. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you're familiar with it, but agile uh, is this idea that they really emphasize team to the point that they strongly de-emphasize the individual. So now it becomes all about the team. There's uh, there's very little recognition of individuals. You make commitments as a team. That's right. You do work as a team. It's reported as a team, and mm-hmm. it's not one superstar. Right. You know, so it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting way of doing it that really pushes this idea of performance as a team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That to me, that's the smartest way to lead, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because that is tried and true. Think about, you know, the United States military. You know, I laugh and I tell people all the time, though, the media may say this guy's a superstar, you know, in football right. or this guy's that. Right. Better if you ask in that locker room, it's one unit. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that to me, when you talk about that, uh, being being team oriented. Mm-hmm. That is the most important way in all ways to me to push a team forward. It's all about us. It's not mm-hmm. about me. It's not about you, him, her. It's uh, we. So, so this sounds like uh, servant leadership to me. Absolutely. You know? So, what what does servant leadership mean to you, Tommy? Um, the greatest among the greatest among you will be a servant. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it means to me. And so. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, if we are fighting to serve one another, if we are fighting to give the advantage to our team members. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be working for each other as opposed to one person. And that, to me, is how you achieve those goals. So mm-hmm. that's that's totally what it means to me. Like It's about truly being willing to uh, put you know go out there, put yourself on the line, go out there and do everything you can to get the victory for the group. Mm-hmm. And it's not about patting yourself on the back. It's not about just patting one or two people on the back. When we hug, it's a group hug. And uh-huh. People joke when I say that, but really, <laughs> if we hug, we're going to do a group hug. We're going to do this together. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's important, man. That's good. And you've seen coaches again back on, you know, back to the field in your uh, in your career as a football player. You've seen coaches who've done that really well. Maybe some who have not. What are some differences in their leadership style that you go, okay, that oh, yeah. works? Oh, wow. you know, it's funny. You can see how great a coach is, and people think people think this is elementary. What I'm about to say. But it kind of is. Uh, <laughs> look at their record. Look at their winning record. Right. Like, you know, people always talk about, like, the Patriots in the Patriot way, right? Mm-hmm. All they're saying is nobody's above the team. That's it. That's literally all they're saying. The University of Alabama, why do they always win? Ew, I cannot believe I said that. I <laughs> no, right. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, <laughs> big team, little me. Big mm-hmm. team, little me, right? And even when I was at Auburn, when we did win the SEC, and we, I think my class is the most winning this class, or second most winning this class, is because we truly did have a we spirit. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared who got the praise. All we wanted to line up and go kick your tail. That's mm-hmm. exactly what we wanted to do, and we wanted to do it as a group, mm-hmm. and that was the best way to win. Tommy, in the spirit of that, let me ask you, put you on the spot and ask you a question. Uh, if you had to think of one coach in your entire life your whole life, not just your career, uh, who was the one standout coach you uh, played under and why? So I, I have to answer this with two coaches for a reason, mm-hmm. and I think you'll understand why once I tell you. So I got to say my high school head football coach, Coach mm-hmm. Spence McCracken, because now he is a Alabama Hall of Fame coach, you know, in the state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. High school football coach won a few state championships, you know, when he was at Robert E. Lee. 
But that is a coach who showed me how to lead. That is a coach who showed me basically how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I not to go too deep, but, you know, when you're a kid like I was, yeah. you grow up, you know, single-parent household, you look for those male mm-hmm. figures. You look for people to stand out and show you what it means to, sure. you know, be a man of your word and work hard. Mm-hmm. That was him. He did that for a lot of us. And uh, we still call him Pops to this day, you know. He, he's Pops. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why he is such a great leader is because the things in which we've talked about, you know, uh, over this time, he exuded those things mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Like, this is how he lives. He is all about big us, little me. He cares mm-hmm. nothing about the individual. I mm-hmm. could go out and crush people. I remember one game, man, I had like 21 tackles. I'm a defensive tackle, man. You don't that is that huge, many, yeah, right? You don't yeah, get tackles no. like that. And uh, <laughs> so he used to post the numbers outside of, you know, on the board. So I'm yeah. up there. I was, I was feeling myself. I was in high school, of course. He heard me saying that. Oh, so – so you think you're good now, huh? <laughs> he snatches those stats off the board. <laughs> Nobody will see your stats again. That's oh, right. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, really? Yeah. But it taught me something. Yep. It's not about personal accomplishments, man. You can sit and do that all day long, but it doesn't help push the team forward. Right. And once he did that, and I, I learned a very valuable lesson that day, it's always about who we are, mm-hmm. not who I am. And um, that man is one of the greatest leaders I've ever wow. ever seen. And people still say that to this day. There are several coaches that have coached for him that are coaches in other places. That's because of that leadership. Mm-hmm. And then I got to throw Coach Yoxel in there. He was a strength and conditioning coach at Auburn University. And the reason why I have to say that is this. Never have I in my life seen that, I mean, the most consistent leader I've ever, mm-hmm. ever seen. You're not going to shake him. No circumstance will shake him. He's not going to change his mind. He is who he is, and Mm. that is it. And he taught us all about being men of our words. If I say it, I'm going to do it, and that Mm. is that. And every man who's ever, ever been coached by that man, we all say that same thought. We all have that same thought. It's along Mm. that same vein because Kevin Yoxel has to be by far the most consistent leader in the history of this world. I know Mm. people say, oh, you don't know, trust me, if you knew him, you would. If he says you're going to run after practice, you're running after practice. (laughs) And he don't care if you destroy people, right? Mm -hmm. You're still running because you were a minute late. He doesn't play it. Mm -hmm. You're going to show up on time, you're going to be professional, and you're going to come here to work. That's what I learned from that man. So I'm so glad you're asking that, Andy. I I think we're the project managers who are – Thinking about what kind of legacy of leadership do I want to be known for? Right, man, those are such powerful words. And, and, and I'm telling you, it, it goes, it goes, it travels beyond, beyond just you know working with your team here, man. That's at home. That, that's out in your life. That's true. They laugh at me because I'm always like 15 minutes early for meetings and stuff. They're like, "Why are you always like that?" Because I used to have a fear of running after practice. That's right. right. <laughs> Thanks, Coach Yox. Thanks. I'm 305 pounds. I don't run. <laughs> I don't run anywhere. I'm not built for it. Yeah. I've no, asked that right. question to probably close to 10 former professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And this is just interesting. I'm not going to dive into this right now, but I think every one of them has named a coach from middle school or high school mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. list. That's that? been the most influential coach that they've ever worked under. Mm. I just think that's an interesting point. And yes. I got to tell you, if you think about it from seriously from a project management standpoint, that's that's because those those high school coaches made sure they they are forced by law almost to have 
great EQ with us. They right. have to know us. They have to they have to be vulnerable with us. They have to open themselves. They, high they emotional intelligence. Things. High yeah. emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to think about it, especially the developmental stage where we are in our lives. That is a pivotal point for us in terms of what we gain from uh, our leaders, our, our, our you know mentors and to me, I think if we take a take an approach as leaders, more of a mentorship role, more right. of a role of really getting to know our people, I think that gives us a greater chance of making a real impact. Because imagine if you can make an impact that's far re- more far-reaching than just work. Well, we mm-hmm. talk about that a lot here. You know, at Velocity, we have a few grizzled veterans. Uh, <laughs> like, Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of younger team members coming in, starting their career with us. And we talk a lot about how do we develop people? How do we mentor and lead them? How do we help them ease into this idea of work and career? And um, I look back at the most formative times in my career as being some of the first assignments I ever had. It's mm-hmm. just the nature of it. And that's a that's a, a lot of responsibility to carry as a manager, as a project manager, right. you know? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the things that Tommy and I talked about uh, earlier just really resonated with me and it had to do with dealing with adversity. That's right. And uh, when you look at the characteristics of a healthy team where you do have a coach who has set something up, a project manager who has set up a team that is healthy, then uh, these kind of things fall out. And, Tommy, you told a story about um, Josh Thompson yep. and when you were injured. And just <laughs> relay that because I thought that was such a great example of what a healthy team looks like. I'm going to tell you, man, I it's, it's in college football, especially in the SEC, it is competitive stuff. I'm mm-hmm. talking about from yeah. position wars that you have in, yeah. in order to, right. you know, gain a starting job or, you know, just getting just getting to that college anyway. So for us, I remember my junior year. Um, this is my first time I'll be starting because I played a backup role my freshman and sophomore year, although I did pretty well, and which is why I was being uh, – I earned that job. First week of camp, summer camp, I dislocate my elbow. A friend of mine gets blew down two gaps and kicks my elbow out of place. Mm. Yeah, it was awful. My my entire arm was purple, man. It was ridiculous. Mm. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, I cannot believe. I finally got to this stage. I'm ready. It's my time. Mm-hmm. And I can't play. Wow. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to give my job away. And I worked so hard. I worked so hard. I remember Josh coming up to me in the training room. And, and I'm, I'm always going to remember this. And, and Josh comes up. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. You're going right back to your job. You're going to be fine. Brother, we good. We got you. Mm. We got you till you're out, until you, you know, until you come back. And he was a teammate. It, my, he was my backup. Yeah. Like, that's that's <laughs> crazy. Mm. And, and, and the ironic part about it with Josh, like, Josh helped me deal with a lot of those things. Mm. Like, even, you know, just, again, because as a college football player, you battle. You sometimes battle with your position coaches. Sometimes you battle with other teammates. The way our team was set up, although we were in, in competition sometimes, we still always pushed each other. Mm-hmm. Josh came up and said, you're going to be fine. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, wow, would I have been mature enough to say something like right. that, you know, if, if it were me? Mm-hmm. And the amazing part is, of course, I go on there and I make our conference, but that set also set Josh up to do great because after I left, Josh did a great job as well. He was an all-conference player. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how that mentality works. It's not about me. It's not about you, literally. What gives us the best chance to win as a group? Mm-hmm. And, and that vote of confidence to get from someone who you're supposed to be in competition with but realizes that the team is the most important most important thing that we're actually focusing on, that to me is what a team should be comprised of, at least the mindsets. So I'm always going to remember that, and that's mm-hmm. why I take that mentality in everything I do now. 
It's not about you. It's not about what happened to you today or happened yesterday. It's about how we're going to move forward as a group, and we're going to cre- and we're going to continue to move forward because this is how we win, and that's what we do. Nick, there's some project managers right now who need to notice the time on this episode and play this portion for their team. Yes, because <laughs> yes, they're dealing absolutely. with political games and all that's these right. ins and outs where people are trying to get the heads up on other team members. You know, uh, you know what, what I, when I watch television. Uh, watch football on television mm-hmm. with my wife. She is is she hoops and hollers. I love watching football with her. <laughs> She's awesome. very animated. But what really takes the wind out of her sails and, and mine too is when somebody is injured right. on the on the field. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, right. Yeah. And 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 you can you can almost feel it. You know, even even uh, you know through the television uh, on the team. Why is health such an important? player not not just for the That's team right. member but That's for right. the entire team oh brother you got to learn how to take care of yourself mm-hmm. that, that see that's the thing people don't realize if you don't take care of yourself you're not going to be available that was the old saying we used to have if i'm not healthy i'm not available mm-hmm. right it's the same thing that you do in your daily lives sometimes you have to find time to make sure you're doing those things that are important to keep you in the game case in point i know sometimes we all believe like i'm gonna work 50 hours today yes mm-hmm. here's the problem is the work you're doing going to be good? (laughs) Are you going to be efficient? (laughs) Just because you're there and you're working doesn't mean you're actually working. Time spent isn't always the best time, right? Right. And and not only that, remember those people that you do this for. Like, so this is what I love about football because a lot of us come from the same kind of background I did. What we do is attached to a, a game for our families, right? We work, hey, when you work, you're working to get a paycheck in a lot of ways. But it's also something that you're doing to make sure that you're pushing forward your family. Mm. Take care of your family. See, because if you're taking care of yourself and your family and you keep those things intact and you keep those things as the focus, that's what's going to keep you healthy. Mental health is dang more important than your physical health, right? Mm, right. So if you're not going to take care of yourself, how can you lead a team? How can you push a team forward? And I've always believed in that because I've seen guys who we might have not had the best habits. They were always injured. Right. right. Mm. Because they didn't do what was necessary. They didn't mm. spend enough mm. time working out. They didn't spend enough time taking the risk when they told us, get off your feet. Right. Eat the things that we needed to eat. Spend the time with the people we need to spend time with. Mm. Listen, taking care of yourself is one of the most important things as a leader, because how you do that is literally how your team will. And Tommy, when I hear you talk about this, one of the things that goes through my mind, one of the most important lessons I learned early in my career, and it wasn't early enough. Um, was how to get the most out of myself. That's right. So really, it starts with before, this sounds a little corny, but before I could effectively lead anybody else, I had to really learn to lead myself. I had to learn uh, the right boundaries, the right way to optimize my work. And I started my career as a software developer for a long time. I was a programmer. And learning how to get in that zone where I was really effective and where I could crank out things. And it was different than the person next to me. Hmm. Uh, The time I needed, you know, I'm most effective really early in the morning. And so I would get to work absurdly early. I would crank out work product and I'd have, you know, but then, uh, you know, about three in the afternoon, I'm not getting anything done anymore. A cup of coffee isn't going to do it for me. That's right. You spit. You're spit, man. And I can't even imagine what you were doing programming oh my god that stuff is amazingly difficult <laughs> i mean it, i probably shouldn't put those two words together but i did uh, but because again think about 
were you doing? Yeah. High level stuff, man. Your brain, your, oh, the synapses were firing. It right? was it was pushing my brain to its limit. I'll put it that way now. But the interesting thing is, you know, when you try and be somebody else, when you try and, and adapt to their work style or do it their way, you know, some people uh, some people are just wired differently. So think about what you just said. That, that, that takes us right back to what we were saying before about like why linemen are the way that they are and linebackers are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. It's about being comfortable in your role, right. knowing who you are, right. being okay with who you are. Right. When you're a lineman, you're good with being a wrecking ball. That's what we love to be. And you we like confrontation? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we thrive in it. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, those, those, those awesome greyhounds that we have on the back end, we let those guys run and be cool like that because I'm not looking to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm comfortable in my role, and I love my role. That's and like good. you said, once you come to that place where you're comfortable with it, Oh man, that that is that that is, that to me is what'll make a team function amazing. Amazing, you guys are doing amazing. such a good lesson for me too. As a leader of a team, as a project manager, I have to not play favorites. I have mm-hmm. to remember everybody plays a significant role, and I have to communicate that. Oh yeah, both in what I say and how I behave. Everybody right. fills a That's significant right. role. Hopefully, everybody <laughs> plays a significant role. That's right. No, it's the truth, There's man. I, you know, I had a very very valuable lesson recently with that. Yeah. Um, one one of my employees, she literally asked, just you know, do you have a favorite? And I'm like, uh, uh, no, I don't actually. I, I thank you all of my favorites, right? Yeah, okay, <laughs> True. good answer, good answer. I, said, I thank you all of my favorites. And you it's passed funny. that test. Ah, yeah, <laughs> and so, and as I said it, it's like, yeah, I'm always gonna compliment. I'm always gonna push for, and that's everyone. I want everybody to know that they're my favorite. I really do mm-hmm. because I think if everyone knows that you're their, fa- you know, you're their favorite, guess what? Nobody feels slighted. Mm-hmm. And that's the hope. If, if you feel slighted, that's where the work drops. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everyone should feel like they're my favorite, just like everyone should feel like they're yours. So there, I know we're about to run out of time, but mm-hmm. I, you said something that I thought was just like T-shirt worthy, <laughs> coffee cup worthy. Okay. And uh, I want to make sure, it. I want to give you credit for this quote. We were talking about being healthy. And so many times we can develop a, a unhealthy habit as a leader of a team go well, I got to set the example mm-hmm. so if somebody's getting here at six o'clock in the morning I'm going to be here at 5 30 right. somebody's staying until seven I'm going to be here at 7 30 mm-hmm. I'm going to push push and your quote was don't win today at work and lose tonight at home that's right so what do you mean by that so here's how this works it goes back to the family piece and yeah, that goes go. back to you know the things that really keep and help us keep why we do this in mm-hmm. focus what good does it do me to try to show up to work at 5 a.m and the doors don't open until 8 a.m., right? <laughs> it's three hours out of t- out of the house that I've, you know, not spent at home with my wife, with my kids, when I probably probably could do more, right? Don't lose focus of attempting to set an example when somebody may just be wired that way. Right. Like, if somebody tried to do that with me, they're getting out of the bed now at 4.15. I'm just built that way. I'm weird, you know? Yeah. I'm up every yeah. day at, like, 5 or 5. That's yeah. just how I am. Mm-hmm. So, again, being being confident enough in who you are to be yourself, but also being smart enough to know that the real, real place to win is at home. Mm -hmm. Because if home isn't going well, work won't go well. And that's what people need to keep in Mm -hmm. mind. Um, If things aren't going well with my wife, (laughs) I'm going to struggle at work. I'm telling you I will. And so, and it's the same thing about staying late. Yeah, you can stay late, but again, are you going to win at night? Like, are you going to win? Probably not. And Mm -hmm. I'll be the first to tell you, I like to win at home. It's good. <laughs> I'm just saying, winning at home is so important. So if I don't win at home, but I want, you know, the day, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not good for you. 
Tommy, I know you share a lot of your values with uh, with young people and, and professionals. You, you do a lot of public speaking. Before we let you go, let us know, how can folks get in touch with you if they want you to come speak? Oh, well, I, it's kind of easy. Um, <laughs> at least I try to make myself accessible. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that involved on social media, and I'll be honest, I'm about to say something really sad. I'm, I'm kind of... I'm trying to technologically challenge. You're so, old school. Yes, yeah. that yeah, is you're, it. You're I don't want to say it. You're vintage. I'm an old school guy, man. I got D lineman fingers. I meant to type this. I type four things. People are like, "What was that?" I'm yeah. like, "Dude, I didn't mean it." My hands are like, "You can look." They're, they're like, "Yeah, these sausages, man." I'm like grabbing a bunch of bananas. Yes. <laughs> My hands are huge, so I struggle with that. Um, I, I, the easiest way, of course, is always you can email me easily at tommyejackson at gmail.com. And, and that's the easiest way to get in contact with me. I'm a, I'm a constant email checker. It comes right to me. Um, I've tried all those other things before. I struggle with them. So yeah. just email me. I'm easy. Good. <laughs> well, before you go, we want you to know that uh, we've got a gift for you here sitting right in front of you. It's this Manage This yes. Coffee Mug. With thanks for being here with us. And, and you mentioned, you know, playing favorites. We hope that that mug will be your favorite. You know, it is, and I'm glad because I was going to just take it. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> this works. I didn't have to just who's take gonna it. who's going to stop him? Yeah, no. nobody's going to get in your way. Exactly. I, I'm kidding. No, I really do like this mug because it's one of the very few mugs I can actually put my fingers See, through. Yes, okay, right. This yeah. is awesome. I can get three fingers. <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys for having me on. I really enjoyed this time with you guys. Thank well, you. Dr. Jackson, thanks again for joining us today. Andy and Bill, as always, thanks for your insight. I want to remind our listeners that here on Manage This, we want to keep you motivated, informed, and educated. And that's why we give you a little something extra each time you listen to our podcasts. It's a way to receive free PDUs, professional development units, toward your recertifications. And it's easy to claim them. Just go to Velociteach.com and select Manage This Podcast from the top of the page. Click on the button that says Claim PDUs and then click through the steps. Well, that's it for us here on Matt Is This. We hope you'll tune back in on May 1st for our next podcast. In the meantime, we invite you to visit us at velociteach.com slash manage this to subscribe to this podcast, to see a transcript of the show, or to contact us. And be sure and tweet us at manage underscore this if you have any questions about our podcasts or about project management certifications. We are here for you. That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, keep calm and manage this.